Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Football is about great football. Frenzy and Friends, news update. It's Chrissy Bones. Let's start with it, Corey. Major League Baseball playoff race. Well, one of them is kind of over here in the American League. Red Sox over the Yankees, 11-6. Mookie Betts, 4-5 for with a homer and five RBIs. Boston clinches their third straight AL East title with a win at Yankee Stadium. Craig Kimbrell striking out Giancarlo Stanton to seal it. Here's what it sounded like at Yankee Stadium. 2-2. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. And the Red Sox are kings of the American League East for a franchise record third year in a row. And then there was like a lot of dancing and singing and yelling and, and champagne and stuff. And they brought the champagne out. They popped the bottles. They all messed up the New York Yankee clubhouse. So there goes, there goes that right there. Shout out to the Boston Red Sox. They are the 2018 American League East champions. And listen, they deserved it. They had a, a hell of a season. They kept it going all season long. I mean, they, 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 they fought off a Yankee team that could very well win 100 games. So, shout out to the Boston Red Sox. But winning the AL East does not mean you win the World the Series. The AL Division Series starts at Fenway October 5th. They play the winner of the wild card game in the first round. Yankees raised probably at this point face off October 3rd. The A's moved to one and a half games back of New York for the first AL wild card as the A's put up three touchdowns. On Anaheim, a 21-3 beatdown of the Angels in Oakland. Eight A's players scored two or more runs. This is the first time that's happened since July 25th, 1929. Now, you know what's so funny about that? Last night, right, I just happened to log on to the uh, FanDuel Sportsbook app, and I was going through some of the live action, and the score was 21-3, to and the odds for the, uh, the, the opponent, I forgot who it was, was plus 3,500. And I was like, this is not a glitch. This is real this time. And I should put $10 on it. But I was in New York, not in New Jersey. And it didn't come back anyway. It had been a waste of $10. The Astros were idle, so the A's also pick up a half game in the AL West, now just three and a half back. In the National League, the Braves and Phillies in Atlanta. Braves win the series opener 8-3 to to expand their lead over Philly to a fat six and a half games in the NL East. That's all but over. Braves' magic number is four. Six games, though, remain between the two of them. Yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's going to be an interesting pennant race down the stretch in the National League. going to be fun to see how it winds up. I'm just disgusted that the, that the Red Sox celebrated in Yankee Stadium. Antonio Brown addressed the media for nearly 10 minutes there as they went on the offensive. A.B. says, quote, you know, guys don't know me at all. You guys just write what you think, going to get hits. I'm fully here. I go to work every day. I come here to win. We ain't winning. You damn right. I'm peed off. And here was the rest of it yesterday from uh, Antonio. A.B. 84. You know, I'm not on the sideline begging for the ball or making statements like you guys make. I'm pissed off. We losing. We suck. You got losing. We suck. It's true. They 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 all losing. They do suck. A B being a wide receiver, you know, he wants to get the football in his hand more. I I think a little bit is seeing Juju Smith Schuster getting all of this work and playing so well. I think it might be bothering A B a little bit to go along with the losing. He had a rough offseason as far as his personal life, but I still like A.B. on the field, and I think the Pittsburgh Steelers turn this thing around. And, of course, the 0-1-1 Steelers visit Fitzmagic in the Bucks on it's Monday It's magic. Night. I love it. I love Fitzmagic. Now, I'm rolling fi- with him. Finally, in the UFC, and it's okay to talk about this, uh, Craig, wherever you are yes. today, because it's Conor McGregor being Conor McGregor who goes nuts on Khabib 
Nurmagomedov at the UFC 229 presser calls him the C-word at Radio City Music Hall <laughs> on Thursday for the presser before their lightweight title clash coming up uh, October 6th on UFC 229. McGregor in vintage form recounting the bus attack from UFC 223 when he went after Khabib's team. He says, quote, if you got off that bus, you'd be dead right now and I'd be in a cell. Yeah, no, nah, I, I, I saw Craig something. here to do the accent. But. Yeah, I can't do the accent either, but that was intense. And listen, one thing I give Conor McGregor, he know how to sell a fight. He's very entertaining. So I watched that a couple times yesterday, and he's my guy. Then he starts to promote his new whiskey, does Conor. Proper 12 tried to offer some to Khabib, who doesn't drink. Yeah. So Dana White... And McGregor uh, down to cup for themselves. And after Khabib declined the drink, McGregor calls him, quote, a proper C word. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Connor's prediction for the fight. Besides pain, quote, I'm truly going to love putting a beating on this little glass-jawed rat. There you go right there. Conor McGregor doing what he do best, selling the fights. Shout out to Conor. He's getting it done. Put it like this. I could care less about the UCF or FC or whatever. No, but everyone's going to watch this I'm going to be watching yeah, that yeah. joint. Even, yeah. even, I'm not going to buy it, but I'll be watching it. It's Chrissy Bones. That's your uh, Frenzy and Friends. Frenzy and Friends update. Fantasy update. Uh, Mr. Sussman joins uh, Corey coming up next. After the break. What's the most important thing you can do today? How about swab to save a life? Every three minutes in the United States, a person is diagnosed with a blood cancer like leukemia. Bone marrow transplants give patients a new lease on life, but 70% of them must rely on a stranger for one. You can help. Register with DKMS to become a donor. You'll receive a swab kit in the mail, swab your cheeks, send the samples back, and you're good to go. Take the first step. Become a hero. Register today at DKMS.org. The ball just straight up looks different coming out of Baker Mayfield's hands than it did to Rod Taylor, or to be quite honest, most quarterbacks. This is Baker Mayfield's team now, Scott. His setup and release mechanically is so fast. It's so crisp. After the game, Hugh Jackson said he's got to watch the tape to decide to start him. And if he doesn't say Baker Mayfield, he's probably finally going to get fired. Weekdays, 7 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Let's go, Fantasy Football Frenzy, the Frenzy and Friends, broadcasting live from Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. I'm the Fantasy Executive, Corey Parson. Got the whole crew rocking and rolling today. Glad to have you along for the ride. So, um... Mr. Sussman, we haven't done Yo, this in a while, have we? Very long time. When was the last time we did this together? It had to be in, what, March? How long ago? It's been March, so they almost six months. That's Almost wild. seven months. And we did this for a long time. Yes, we did. Yes. And I was very appreciative of, of, your, of, of you, Mr. Sussman. But now you're the big man. Now, how's that going? It's going all right. You yeah. know, um, in, in all honesty, I'm kind of just trying to do my thing yeah. um, and, and let you do your thing and everybody yeah. do their thing and stay out of everybody's way and just... You know, kind of send an email out when I need to. But yeah. besides that, let everyone do their thing and excel at what they're good at. Okay, cool. I'm good at talking trash. And that's why I let you do that. All right, thank you. I appreciate that. So, like, what's a, a lot of emails and calls? Yeah, and, it's, yeah. and that's what it was. It was funny because when, when Nando was in the position, he would just come in and send a million emails out. Yeah. And I was just like... I feel like you're not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like you're just texting and like, yeah. having a great time. And I'm sitting here just, like, sweating doing yeah. all the work. And now I feel like Frank thinks that I'm doing the same thing. Yeah, I'm just but, sitting in the corner. Yeah. But it's just a lot of emails. A lot and of emails. Like, like it's the Friday morning, I just come in and try to just clean out my email. And it's just, ugh. It's tough, huh? It's not, it's not as fun. 
You have some, uh, you got some uh, life news, right? I did. I'm getting married. That's cool. That's what's up. Finally. You and uh, Judy tying the knot. Judy and I are tying the knot next November, so I still have time to back out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So does she. Yeah. So does she. <laughs> oh, so that's cool. So y'all doing a fall wedding. We are. We're doing a fall wedding. Um, I, to me, like, I wouldn't want to do spring, summer. I'm a summer guy. Yeah. But it's, it's very hot. Yeah. And um, a lot of stuff's booked up for next year already where she wanted to get married. Yeah. So, oh, what are um, doing? Destination? Jersey City. Okay. Oh, that's not a destination. That's not a destination. No, it's not. No. Um, so, places she wanted was booked up, and November it is. All right. So, y'all tying the night in November, so that's cool. So, shout out to Judith. Uh, yeah. Like, that's her real name. It is. So, shout out to Judy on that right there. So, that's a good look. So, no destination, tying the night, and then the babies will come after that. Right? Excuse me? Babies will come after that. Long after that. Long after you still yeah. take your time with that. I don't see a rush. No, no, trust me, don't rush. <laughs> yeah, I'm have to start. You see some of the phone calls I'm going to get when I get off the air, trust me, don't <laughs> rush. <laughs> I'm going to have to win like several of Carton's leagues in order to make that happen. Yeah, no doubt about that. Speaking of uh, the Carton, it's a lot of controversy, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's controversial. Yeah, I get it squared away nah, I hope later so. on uh, this week. Honestly, I saw all those emails and I just like, just delete them. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't here and I'm just yeah. like, a lot of emails. I'm like, what is going on? There's a lot going on. I talked to Corey the next day and figure out what's going on. I know I tried to put my waiver claims in and I couldn't. I was like, all right, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, whatever. It's whatever. And then other people are just like very angry about it. Yeah, it's a lot of, it's a lot of smoke. Let's, let's, let's just chill out. Like, I'm not really, like, I understand everyone's serious about their fantasy leagues and they should be. Yeah. I'm very serious about mine as well. But we just take a step back for a second. Yeah, it's relaxed. Everybody's going to be all right. Everything exactly. will be fine. Everything will calm down. We'll get it squared away and situated. Um, Mr. Sussman. Yo, yo. Uh, I want to ask you this right quick because I, I know you're a terp. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think we see two undefeated national champions this year? I'm talking about in college football and in college basketball. Because I think college football... The way Tua is playing right now, Alabama could legit probably beat a couple pro teams. Yeah, uh, probably not. But and I, I know people say that, but it's I tough because you got the matchups. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. for example, who on nobody on Alabama can guard like uh, Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham. No, yeah, exactly. So and, the it's just not probably, possible. and the good the Giants might be the worst team in the NFL, so that's a good way to put that it. My, that was my point. But yeah. you know, they'll be able to certainly go through Eric Flowers. That's, that's <laughs> yes, that right there. That's the easy part. Now. On the other side of that, when the basketball season starts, yeah. this Duke Blue Devil team. It's unbelievable. I know, it sucks too. It's really frustrating. It sucks. But to say they're, never, they're not going to lose a game, it, it takes a while, certainly, for the freshmen to kind of all meld, meld and gel together. Yeah. And a lot of these teams, and you've seen it with Calipari in the past, right? They just get better as the season goes along. And, and it makes sense. Like they go on these like brutal ruts in like January. Yeah. And then by March, you're thinking they're a sleeper team and win the final. Let's go to the final four. They win the SEC, and this yeah. thing could be said for Duke uh, a couple of years back as well. So undefeated to stretch, I think. Um, but they're going to be unbelievable. No, they're going to be real good because that's that's that like, was not the question, by the way. I thought you were going to ask me as a Maryland graduate. You said yeah, you about uh, McIntyre? No, Jordan McNair. Jordan McNair. What yeah. what's the latest with that? Nothing. I mean, DJ Durkin still is on leave. There's still an investigation going on. I think people. Certainly at the school, waiting for everything to die down before they probably buy him out. Yeah. I mean, he'll never, he, can, he can never be the coach again, certainly. No, it's over. Um, brutal loss to Temple last week. Cause that sucks. They're 2-0. and Like, things are, like, kind of good, and they just yeah. get blown out by Temple. By Temple. So that makes you think how bad is Texas. at the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Texas beat USC. Yeah, I know. So like, That's I, a lot I, I going on. It, yeah. We got Lisey. Lisey's going to come on the program in the next hour, and he'll help us he clear that job. up. You know what I'm saying? He's a very good job. Oh, you see, oh yeah, he, now nah, he's the man. You see all that uh, FanDuel paid son out, right? 
I did see that. That's crazy. I saw that yesterday. Eighty two grand. Eighty two thousand dollars. Wasn't it you that were saying, like, listen, it's worth it just pay him eighty grand so he just goes away and everyone was like, Oh my god, no, he got eighty grand. I can win eighty grand if I go there. And I thought that was a, a, a good saying. look by them. But but listen, the, the, the dude when the dude when the dude saw that, first of all, if you're doing in game live raidering, yeah. you know that that's a mistake when you see that. Well, that's yeah, you know they're like, Okay, I'm this is a mistake, I'm gonna hop on this. So they had every right not to pay him. I, I agree, but I also get his point, right? Like, he made a bet. Like, I know in the fine print it says what it says. Yeah. But he made a bet, and I, this guy knows what he's doing. That's why he didn't take the 500 bucks and the, yeah. the great seats at the Giant game. I mean, I don't, nobody wants to do that. Yeah. Um, but it worked out well. And no, it didn't really work well. that well. He got paid his $82,000. I don't know if this is true or not, but I saw that they are going to put $1,000 in 82 different people's accounts this weekend. They're, oh, that's smart. That is. That's smart. Because they're going to get that $82,000 back. Really quick. Because <laughs> if I happen to log on to my joint Sunday morning and I see $1,000, guess what I'm doing? I'm betting $1,000. Of course you are. Yeah, just like you're, that. You're not just, you know, putting it in your pocket. No, I'm not going. No, I'm quite. I'm, I'm sure they're not going to let you withdraw it until you bet you're it. You're probably right. Yeah. They're not going to let you withdraw right. it until you bet it. And they're going to expect you to take a beating on it, too. Of course. That's a good look for them. That's how they get that eighty-two grand back. Um. We talked a little bit yesterday about the Super Bowl thing, right? Yeah. A city with the music history yeah, of Atlanta, man. and you bring Maroon 5 to the Super Bowl? But the thing is, ultimately, that they don't care about the city. We've seen this multiple times. Too. From Detroit to New York, next year, I'm quite sure, in L.A. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of big artists from L.A. also. Yeah. And they should probably have Snoop Dogg do it, right? Like, that should be... That would be cool. That would be really cool. I didn't even think about that. Like, Snoop Dogg in L.A. next year, like, that's a no-brainer to me. Yeah. And there's no way. And then Snoop Dogg is like... You probably have Carrie Underwood. Yeah, you're like, what? This yeah, again, sense. you know what I'm saying? Snoop Dogg is the type of cat where he is crossover enough. 100%. And he's not like Snoop Dogg from 187 on the Undercover Cop. Now he's Snoop Dogg that's like Uncle Snoop. Exactly. Yeah. And like, he wouldn't do anything. Like, he would be fine. There wasn't anything controversial. Yeah. He's not going to smoke a joint on stage, I don't think. He'll smoke a joint backstage, though. Fine! Yeah. But it wouldn't be on stage. No, it won't he would, be He wouldn't stage. do that. No, uh-uh. So, but, like, the NFL doesn't care about the city. They just want this wholesome entertainment. And, and to be honest with you, in, I guess it was New York, where, where Bruno Mars first did it, everyone was like, oh, my God, I can't believe they did Bruno Mars. And he was awesome. And Bruno Mars he crushed great. it. Yeah. And so much so, he came back two years later with Beyonce. And you're yeah. like, all right, I'm done with Bruno Mars now. But, like, the first time was cool. Um, with Maroon 5, like, I actually think like, they're going to do a fine job. Yeah. I, I really believe that. But Atlanta wasn't the right spot. If you would just put um, somebody else, I, I said to you yesterday, like you put Usher in there in Atlanta, Ludacris. and the next year, Ludacris would be great. Um, next year, you do Maroon 5 in L.A.? Yeah, Fine. that's cool. Fine. Now, I read this morning. There was that, another announcement. Yeah, if you were going to say it, Corey. I, I didn't know if you saw it. I got Yeah, I okay. read this. I, thanks, Bones. I read this morning that Maroon um, 5 would be joined by Possibly Cardi B and Travis Scott. Oh, I'm quite sure. I'm quite sure Cardi B will be there because they have that song together, and uh-huh. and it makes sense. I'm assuming they have a song with Travis Scott as well. Oh, I guess wow. I, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Christina Aguilera there, who they have a song with. Okay. You know, they, they um, Adam Levine's done a really nice job to keep himself relevant yeah. um, with the voice and stuff. Like Blake Shelton could be there. A- anybody that he has a connection with. Could and probably will be there. See, but Cardi said last year that she wasn't going to perform for the NFL until Colin Kaepernick gets back into the league. Did you see the story that he that his lawyer said two teams are interested in him? I don't believe it, though. Why would his lawyer do that? Because you're doing the whole you're, collusion you're, case. Why yeah, would you exactly. be hurting your case? Exactly. So I, I think the lawyer was just throwing that out there. I don't think there's... I, so he hinted that it's the Raiders and the Patriots. I don't oh, he hinted it. at that? He said... He said, he said um, 
It would be different if Al Davis was still alive. I agree with that. He said that. I agree with that. But then he said, um, there, I mean, Derek Carr's a starter there, though. Yeah, exactly. He'll just backup quarterback. And then he also said, um, he also made mention to Meek Mill and Robert Kraft. People were kind of putting two and two together, right? And saying that there was the Raiders and the Patriots. But listen, he's taking the NFL on court. I don't think he's going to play. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm his with, days are over in the it, NFL. It's so funny after watching last night's game between the Jets and the Browns and two young quarterbacks, yeah. Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield, neither of whom are known for really their mobility. I mean, it's not that's not the highlight when you think of these guys. Yeah, but it, it just as a Giants fan, I know you, you're loving all of this. Um, I really do. <laughs> it's just like when you have a line as bad as it is, and I'm realizing by watching more football that. Every line's terrible. There's no good offensive line in the NFL right now. Yep. You need the ability to move. And the both of Browns and the Jets were in the backfield all night, and, and Baker Mayfield and Tyra before him, um, and Sam Darnold are just able to move and create. Yeah. The problem is when you get there with Eli, he can't move. So he just goes down. And you saw it over and over and over again. And that brought up Colin Kaepernick to me. Like Even if Kaepernick isn't what he used to be, like he has the ability to move and just create. And he would be able to just do something, and that's the most frustrating thing as a Giant fan, when you know your line is terrible, and you just don't have a quarterback that's just able to move around the pocket and, and create. I'm not asking him to be Russell Wilson at, yeah. at all. I'm asking him just to be able to just move, and that's really the problem. And, with I, and I mentioned, I was talking to Scott yesterday, the, 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 Giant, the Seahawks are the Giants with a good quarterback. Exactly. You know what exactly I'm saying? what it is. It's, it's, it is what 100%. it is. Now, they got... It was funny because... Um, Giants, and the Giants have more skill position players with Odell and Saquon, and for sure. And that's what I'm about and to bring up to you right Shepard, now about yeah. why the Giants stink so bad. Because um, local radio station has a big-time host. Oh, yeah. He had the coach on. Okay. Like he always has the coach on. Okay. Yeah, that guy, right? He's a rival of our guy. Okay. You know, I don't know if you knew that or not. So he was like... Um, he had the coach on, and he says to the coach, you got Barkley and you got Beckham... Right. And you're not moving the ball. And the coach's response was, well, we got to do better. And he said, I know you got to do better. How do you plan on doing better? He has no idea. That's the problem. He has absolutely no idea. The thing is, if you, and you, you brought up the Seahawks, right? If you put Russell Wilson on the Giants, like, they're winning nine games. Yeah, I agree with they're that. They're doing it. Mm-hmm. But the, I really hope, and you said this in the preseason, I hope the Giants go out and sign Teddy Bridgewater next year. I do. I think it would be a nice fit. Yeah, nah, Bridgewater was, he was in the building. He was. He was in the building. You let him get away. I understand it would have been tough with Eli there this year. Um, so that was interesting. Um, today, the Google Doodle, Mr. Rogers. Yeah. You Mr. Rogers guy at all? I was. I love Mr. Rogers. Really? Absolutely love Mr. The whole, Rogers. The whole bit? I wasn't a Sesame Street guy. I, yeah. I wasn't a um, like Nick Toons guy. Yeah. I loved Mr. Rogers. Really? Yeah. What was it? What was it about him? I mean, I was a Mr. Rogers guy too. He come in, he take the sweat off, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. You know, to me, as, as what I remember being a young child during this, it was like my mom and I were always like, "Well, what color sweater is he going to be wearing today?" It was always like a, a thing. okay, and, yeah. and, and you and it was a game, and he was just it was soothing to watch, I guess. And I was we were both very young while watching. Yeah. It, you know. Was, yeah. So I think it's different. I think it's a better question for a parent than a kid because as a kid, I, I don't remember what I really liked about him. And I'm sure you don't either. Yeah. But if your your son or your daughter watched, you would be like, "Oh, this is what this is what you like." If you ask my mom that question, yeah. she could tell you exactly what I like. See, I think kids today wouldn't get into that. He'd be like, "What is what they be like? What is he doing? <laughs> when is he going to play a game? When is he going to do something?" No, I, I I don't agree with that. I think kids today would just be too busy on their iPad. Just yeah, yeah, they were like, "Yeah, I'm just like, who is this man on TV?" It's interesting. I was reading an article uh, this morning about Giants' offensive line woes, and they were saying one of the problems is is every player has an iPad, right? So you go home and you watch a video, and you're watching yourself on this iPad, and you're not watching Your the entire is. offensive line. Right. Yeah. I'm not watching it with you, and we're figuring out, okay, here's what we could do better as a team. I'm looking at myself, and what I'm, I could do better, you may be able to see it differently, and it doesn't work out, and that could be part of the problem. 
That's interesting. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. I mean, you got to do it. You got to figure it out some kind of way. Or you don't. And you just go I, get a quarterback in the top five. That, that under on the Giants number, that was the easy. lock of the year. Totally good. <laughs> Everybody was like, oh, this is easy right here. It was right so here. silly to me. Yeah, that so was silly. not. That was, the Giants can't score. No. But you know what? They got a couple Super Bowls with Eli Manning, so they'll yep. hop on that forever. Mr. Sussman, my man, get your work done. Thank you, sir. I appreciate Thank you, for Mr. Me. Sussman. Frank the Tank coming up next. Talk some DFS with Frank, and we'll take your phone calls a little There's bit later only on. one place to listen to the best fantasy advice, and that's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. By downloading the FNTSY Radio Network app, you'll be blessed with having the top fantasy experts right in your pocket. You'll get award-winning and entertaining programs like the Roto Experts. Let's cock-a-doodle do it. Fantasy best friends forever. Yeah! Carton and Friends. Yeah, buddy. And so much more. You feel what I'm saying? Download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app now and take the most trusted fantasy experts with you wherever you go. Yeah, Mr. Carter. Last night on Twitter, there was a rumor that the Carter 5 was going to drop at midnight last night. That would have been the fifth version of the Carter from Lil Wayne. I woke up this morning and I didn't see no new Lil Wayne joint, so I figured we'd rock some Lil Wayne all day on the frenzy in the morning. So, shout out to Lil Wayne. I'm surprised Son's still alive. All that lean he been drinking and having these seizures and stuff like that. Frank, you a Lil Wayne guy? Yeah, I'm a big Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne fan. Yeah, Carter 5 was supposed to drop last night. Why didn't it? I don't know, son. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just woke Lil up Wayne this morning. Lil Wayne was out drinking. <laughs> yeah, I just woke up this morning and was like, where's the new Lil Wayne at? And I'm like, it's no new Lil Wayne, so... I guess we have to wait for that one. But uh, Fantasy Factor is the only DFS site with exclusively single-entry contests. It's a fun and recreational place to play with smaller leagues and flatter prize pools. They have great free promos like Survivor, Super Bowl Squares, and March Madness Bracket Contest. Sign up today. Go to FantasyFactor.com. That is FantasyFactor.com. Frank the Tank, what's good with you? Corey... There's not much good with me right now. That was if you rough. watched that Jet yeah, game last you're night. You're a Jet fan. That was hard. That was, uh, that was a real rough one. And, and I was tweeting about it. Look, that's the difference between teams that know how to win and teams that are learning how to win. We yeah. see this way too often, Corey. This Jet game, you saw it in week one with the Bears against the yeah. Packers. Just couldn't put your foot down. The Jets were up 14 nothing in this game. Yeah. And they just... For three quarters, they just run the ball into the back of their offensive line, Corey. It, it, no creativity. Not trying to, like... Put their foot down, not not trying to go after and just win the game. We saw that with the Falcons a couple of years ago with the Patriots too, Corey. Yeah, no, this you, happens way too often. The football guys don't like that when, when, when you play conservative because they'll always let the other team come back and catch you. But the, you, you, the young quarterback struggled last night. Yeah, he absolutely did. Uh, no excuses for him. And uh, shout out to the Browns defense. I think this defense is absolutely legit. Miles Corey. Garrett's the real deal. He, so. he really is. We've seen this now. Uh, all the turnovers against Big Ben and the Steelers in Week 1, they hold the New Orleans Saints to just 21 points in Week 2. Uh, for the Jets to come out swinging last night, score 14, and then uh, the Browns' defense to react that way and really shut him down. Uh, Sam Darnold, yeah, we've, we've heard about growing pains for him. Those are absolutely legit. Now, we, I know we know the, that now. Like the, Some of those throws that he's making into like double coverage off his back foot, I mean, that's going to be an interception every time, Corey. Son, what are you going to, fantasy-wise, what are you going to do with these running backs, Powell and Crowell? Because I got Crowell in a couple spots. You know where he was at last night, right? He was on on my bench, bench, too. On my bench. He was on my bench in my home league. Both guys are flex options week in, week out. And and that's all they are. You can't, unless an injury happens to one of them, that's the way that we'll see really another, like, one of them excel. Because without that, I mean, they're both going to be in that, like, 12 to 15 touch range. And if Isaiah Crowell doesn't score a touchdown, 
then he's not making it into that top 24 that week. If he, Like last week, all he had was, what, 30, 40 rushing yards exactly. against the Dolphins? If he doesn't score a touchdown, then he's not going to break the top 24 that week. Uh, and for Bilal Powell, I think he's just in that flex discussion every single week for PPR because yeah. he's the guy who's going to catch passes out of the back. But we've seen Powell just be a jag for so long now that it's hard for me to roster Powell after years of saying, oh, Powell's the guy, Powell's the guy, Powell's the guy. And now I'm like, no, screw him because he don't never do nothing. And, of course, now it's just a whole messed up situation. Yo, you know what's going on? Robbie Anderson going to start ending up on the waiver wire. Yeah, so we mentioned him this week on the BFS as a drop candidate. Yeah. And I brought his name up because, A, he's just not getting targeted all that much in this offense. It's clear that Sam Darnold likes targeting Quincy Inunua. Even when he's double covered, he's going to yeah. continue to throw him the ball. We saw last week Terrell Pryor get more involved. And then they have a whole bunch of tight ends. And then they have Bilal Powell that they target as well. So there's just enough, not enough targets for Robbie Anderson. And Sam Darnold is not the type of quarterback who's just going to throw bombs on the field like Josh McCown last year, who, who really didn't care. He was just like a gunslinger quarterback. Well, I'm on the telephone lines in about 10 minutes or so. So if you can hang out, take some phone calls. Yes, sir. That'd be cool, too, because I just don't, I, I need, you know, I want the, you know, you know, I just don't want to say, hey, do this, do this, do this, and not have somebody else to be like, oh, wait a minute. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, yeah. Uh, DFS for this week, I just ran the uh, optimizer on dailyroto.com. So I want to, a little look behind the paywall of some of the people that they like this week. Get your opinion on some of them, right? Um, I cast went to waiver wire this week. It was, matter of fact, a, a lot of money was dropped on Tyler Boyd this week. He's 4,700 on DraftKings. A lot of people going right to, you think, he's, you think he's ready to go right inside lineups and right inside DFS lineups? I think he, I don't think so. He's ranked outside my top 36 this week. I was intrigued by what I saw in, in the Thursday night game last week. Nine targets. He was tied for the team lead uh, with A.J. Green. I think he's very clearly the number two option in the passing game. Uh, 20% of the target share so far this year. He's clearly a better all-around option than John Ross. Mm -hmm. John Ross is really just a speedster. Tyler Eifert, I mean, he's not playing the full complement of snaps because he can't. I mean, if you put him on the field for more than, you know, 50, per, 50 60% of the snaps, He's a risk for injury. Yep. So it's really just A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd in the passing game. Uh, pretty solid matchup this week against the Carolina Panthers. I don't think he's a wide receiver three yet. I think he's one of these guys that you'll like for, like, bye weeks or, you know, if you get injuries. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready to just throw him in there yet this week. Okay. What are you thinking? No, I'm not ready to throw him in there yet this yeah. week. I think a play like, like the Tyler Boyd, Antonio Callaway plays it's too early in the season for that because we haven't hit the bye weeks yet. Small samples. Yeah, exactly. And then if so, if you like, if you throwing dudes like these cats in your lineup already, it means you didn't draft well or you got some kind of injury at this point. So I think when we get to the bye weeks, and you know you got four teams on bye, you got six teams on bye, then you go pull a Callaway or Boyd into your starting lineup. Um, I don't, none of these cats. See, Allison is hitting now, but you can play Allison now. But we kind of figured that was going to happen uh, from the jump. Um, who's your number one ranked quarterback this week? Patrick Mahomes. It's crazy. Son. Riding the hot hand. It's crazy. And what's crazy is I had him ranked as my number two quarterback last week, Corey. Oh, you can't. So you was ready. Yeah, I was. I was yeah. Him and basically any team that plays against the Kansas City Chiefs, when you have over under total this high, Corey, yep. 56 points, the highest game total of the year to this point, Jimmy Garoppolo is my number two quarterback this week. So you got. I'm just going <laughs> to keep riding that. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes and whoever he's playing against until we see otherwise. Jimmy Garoppolo, $4,700 this week on FanDuel. Interesting price. Uh, I think I will have some Garoppolo this week. I think I'll have some Pat Mahomes this week. But the value is Matt Ryan. 
Matt Ryan, there's a lot, there's a big total there too. I believe it's 53 points right mm-hmm. now between the Saints and the Falcons. And, and we know inside the dome what Drew Brees can do, what the boys can do, Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. So there's going to be a lot of points scored there. I think that's a close matchup. Obviously, a division matchup. Um, the Saints really need that one. I'm, both, both teams obviously need it. But yeah. um, no, I think that makes sense. I think Matt Ryan, you could see him uh, maybe close to 300 yards, multiple touchdowns. I think that's fair. Alvin Cook has been like a disappointment so far this season. You think so? He's not. I mean, he hasn't gotten in the end zone, but the Vikings as a whole haven't scored a rushing touchdown. So that's true. I think he's a buy low right now. Oh, I, think, I agree. The way he's, he's a buy using, low. He, the way he's being used in the, in the pass game. Yeah, he got a lot of targets, a lot of receiving yards so far this year, Corey. Uh, sixty five hundred. His price has dropped to sixty five hundred. Dalvin Cook is sixty five hundred on Fanduel. Gio Bernard is sixty four hundred. That's crazy. That lets you know that the value is definitely in Dalvin Cook. They got the matchup versus the Bills this week. I agree with you. I look at him as a buy low. Like, for example, if you, if you, like I'm saying, if you got Mahomes and Russell Wilson or Mahomes and Andrew Luck and a, and a dude is quarterback deficient in your league, I'm trying to get Dalvin Cook off that team for a quarterback. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Uh, in the Flex League, I actually have Ben Roethlisberger and Patrick Mahomes. So I have, you know, a problem every week trying to figure out who to start. I'm going to use Mahomes this week. Like yeah. I mentioned, he's my number one quarterback. And we know in the expert leagues, nobody likes to trade for a quarterback. No, so it's I'm, not going to happen. I'm kind of stuck there, but I'm with you. Um, you know, if you drafted Patrick Mahomes as your backup to have his, like, for bye weeks or just taking an upside shot, you now have a, I'm pretty confident to say, a top five, maybe top seven quarterback rest of the season. I'm starting him over, over, I'm starting him over uh, Russell Wilson this week. Yeah, so if you want to try and shop him or that other quarterback to try and get, if you get a starting running back or starting wide receiver in return for your backup quarterback. Yeah. It's a no-brainer. Are you, you think Dalvin Cook plays this week. That's the thing. Because they can rest him in this game against the Bills. They're 17-point favorites. Crazy. I see Latavius Murray getting a lot of love now. And I think if we're talking about DFS. People say that Matt Lat Murray is, 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 a, is a sneaky play in DFS this week. A lot of people are saying that. Yeah. I, I think uh, in DFS this week, it starts with a lot of those replacement-level running backs. Uh, you know, if Jay Ajayi doesn't go, you have Corey Clement in Philly. Uh, and then the same thing goes Dalvin Cook. With Latavius Murray, and then you mentioned Giovanni Bernard. He's only sixty four hundred on uh, on Fanduel. I have him ranked inside my top twelve this week at running back. So. And Corey Clement too. Uh, if if JJ doesn't go, and he won't be ranked that high, I'll have him as a top twenty running back. I think he'll firmly be an RB two. But for his price on Fanduel, if JJ doesn't go, then yeah, you're probably looking at Corey Clement. Would as you a rather start Nelson Aguilar or Geronimo uh, Allison? Definitely Aguilar. Definitely the way that he's being used, even with Jordan Matthews being there, and I will say. It worries me a little bit that they brought in Jordan Matthews, Corey, because he runs out of the slot yeah. exclusively. Jim mentioned that earlier. Yep. And we know that Nelson Aguilar does a lot of his damage out of the slot. He, if, you, if you break down his splits between being a slot receiver and an outside receiver, yeah. he's been much more useful out of the slot. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how they use him on the outside, especially when he's facing you know number one opposing cornerback coverage. Uh, but I still like Aguilar, uh, the way he's being targeted. He, he's really stepped up his game, Corey. He's... Mm-hmm. He's not that bum that we all thought he was. No, I thought uh, someone was a bum for years. Yeah, I I was with you, man. Uh, A lot of people were wrong about that, but um, he's really really turned his game around. Uh, I think he's a a viable top 24 wide receiver this week. How satisfying is it that the New York Giants suck? (laughs) Uh, The Jets have the most wins in New York. That's crazy. (laughs) With one. I love it. They're the best football team in New York. Yeah, look, the Giants, we thought the offensive line would be better this year. We were obviously... Very wrong. I don't wrong. know who thought that. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but the offensive line is absolutely brutal. It looks, it seems like it's going to be a crapshoot of a season for them because when you have an e-mobile quarterback like Eli Manning, 
coupled with that offensive line, that's just a recipe for disaster. And it has been a disaster so far, and I'm not complaining about it, not, not, <laughs> not, not one single bit. You won't get no smoke over here about that situation. Um, Julio Jones, disappointment last week. I like, people, I like to go back to him this week, especially in DFS. I think he has a big game. You saw Calvin Ridley start to make some plays last week, too. Um, is Ridley ready for starting lineups yet? Not yet either. I'm in that same kind of territory with Tyler Boyd. I think Calvin Ridley is there. Like, you're intrigued by it, and I can see if you're in a deeper league and you're really struggling taking a shot here just because, again, against the New Orleans Saints, there's going to be a lot of uh, points scored in that yeah. game, Corey. Um, and if they're trying to take away Julio Jones with double coverage, uh, triple coverage, whatever it might be, Calvin Ridley is going to be there uh, with a lot of single coverage um, stuff down the field as well. And they use him in the red zone. How surprising is it that Calvin Ridley and Austin Hooper both have a touchdown before Julio Jones scores? It's amazing, right? That, that's Atlanta <laughs> Falcon football. Son. That is Atlanta Falcon football. Are you at all worried about Julio Jones and this calf, the fact that he hasn't practiced all week? Julio Jones don't practice all yeah. season for the most part, so I'm not really tripping off of that unless we hear something. Like if he's a game-time decision. At one of these weeks, then I'm worried. Uh, speaking of game-time decisions, just saw a report that Marquise Goodwin will be yep. a game-time decision, so prepare yourself for that. Yo, son, the Calvin Ridley thing is interesting. I got Calvin Ridley in a lineup. Okay. And the choice I had to make was between Calvin Ridley and Isaiah Crowell. Mm. And Isaiah Crowell is now sitting on my bench with 19 fantasy points. Yeah. I would have I would have went with Crowell there. Crowell there. Yeah, I mean, look, when it's close between the running back and the wide receiver, I typically like to go with the running back just because you know they're going to get the guaranteed touches. Yeah. But I understand it. I mean, the Cleveland Browns have been pretty good against the run uh, to start the year, and then he comes out. It was just a lock. He was going to score at least one touchdown last night. I mean, the revenge game, Crowell, uh, going back to Cleveland. We saw him wiping, wiping his ass yeah, with the ball. I just, I I mean, how he, embarrassing is that? And then you go the out Browns, and lose literally. the game, too. Yeah, yeah, he's a clown. <laughs> Offer for that. And I'm a Crowell oh, supporter, but he was a clown for that move right there. I think you'll be hearing from the NFL about that one also. Um, yo, the son, did you see the 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 the, the presser with Conor McGregor and um the, the dude that <laughs> Khabib Nurmagomedov? Yeah, the, dude, the only name yeah. Michelle can pronounce, the I colonial. Actually, I actually watched <laughs> I watched the entire thing. It's funny you say that though. I heard her say Joe Inglis yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> How are you gonna disrespect Joe Ingles, my guy? Yeah, exactly. Uh I did watch the presser. That was insane, dude. Son. Did you watch the whole thing? Yeah, I, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I saw a good portion of it. What I can't, the, the McGregor. I listen. I'm, a, I'm at at first I wasn't a McGregor guy, but now I see the entertainment factor with McGregor is so yeah. real. I'm really, and then the, and then the accent makes it so funny. What I don't like about McGregor, not that I'm looking, but he always got like the battery pack in between his legs. You know what I'm saying? To give himself a little girth. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and I'm, I'm not looking for that. But when he stands up and he grabs it, I'm like Connor. You're not on hard all the time, son. Like, why are you walking around with a pack of batteries in your pants, son? You're a dirty rat. You're a dirty rat. That's all we heard yesterday. That was funny, man. I mean, the entertainment value, like you mentioned, with the uh, with the Irish accent, uh, it's great. Can we get some proper 12 whiskey in here, Corey? That, that looked like it's some iron whiskey. I was yeah. saying this morning, we should have some Bud Lights here. And they was like, oh, it's too early for Bud Light. But what I was trying to explain is Bud Light is a breakfast beverage. It's like a shake. It's a breakfast shake. You get all your vitamins and you get, uh, it has one all Bud your Light? vitamins. Everything you need can come from a Bud Light. I don't know what the deal with that is, so I find that uh, interesting. So uh, some more football stuff, but yeah, Connor, stop putting that stuff down your pants. Yo, son, what's up with Corey Davis? Man, um, look, it, it's it's a mess right now because a they're going up against the Jaguars this week, and then he's going to have Blaine Gabbert as his quarterback. 
Mm-hmm. The Titans' offense as a whole right now is just in shambles, Corey. Marcus Mariota dealing with this nerve thing. We had uh, Virginia on yesterday, uh, the BFS of uh, inside injuries. Yeah. He said nerve, in- nerve injuries are hard to predict. You don't really know how long it's going to take for something like that to heal. So without Marcus Mariota as the quarterback in this offense, you have checked down uh, King in Blaine Gabbert. He's not going to throw it on the field. He's not going to take chances to Corey Davis. Even if Davis is getting targeted double-digit times, there's not going to be any efficiency there. Plus, he's going to have either Jalen Ramsey or A.J. Bouye this week. Uh, I don't know how you could trust him. I understand it might be um, might be a play in DFS because no, no one else is going to yeah, have him. Yeah, he'll be low-owned. He'll be a contrarian play. But he hasn't done anything, and I can't trust Blaine Gabbert, man. I can't do it. Season-long, I, I can't have him in my lineup this week. I just can't. Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston, it's like they just – it hasn't clicked for either one of those two yeah, dudes. A lot yet. of similar parallels there. Just it hasn't happened. We saw a little bit out of Mariota his, his rookie year, and then it comes out. I think a lot of that was uh, was matchup dependent. You mm-hmm. remember that stretch, Corey, where Marcus Mariota? I think it was like a like an eight or nine game stretch his rookie year where he was the QB one or, or like a top no, he five was quarterback. He was, he was balling. Yeah. but a lot of that was matchup dependent. I, I think we're seeing that now. Sammy Watkins. Jimmy Watkins, son, I'm with you. I was son. with you all off season, and it finally happened. We haven't, we hadn't seen anything, yeah, nothing. The preseason and week one to inspire confidence in Sammy Watkins. I wasn't telling people to drop him yeah. last week because it's too early, but I was worried. I was very worried. So was, we needed this. Yeah, no, we I was worried too. To the point where I was telling Ventura, "Yo, son, you got to sit him." Um, he was on my yeah, bench. He was last on my week. bench everywhere last week. He had to be. He had exactly. To be. He was on the bench last week. I sat. I signed up for Corey Clement, so it didn't work out too bad. Okay. Back in the lineup this week. Um, the offense is playing so good that son, if he's if he don't catch, if they're scoring fifty and he's not, if he can, he catching two passes, then it doesn't look good. But last week they got him involved. He looked good, and I was satisfied with uh with Sammy last week. So back in the starting lineup, he goes. Yeah, and I, I have a few DFS lineups out there where I've already plugged him in. I'm not really scared of the 49ers secondary. Yeah, they have Richard Sherman, but you know they move Sammy Watkins. They move all their pieces all over the field. Yeah. You know how creative Andy Reid and the boys are there out in Kansas City. So do a great job. It was finally, uh, you know, that, that was an inspiring uh, performance by Sammy Watkins. We needed that. Six receptions, 100 yards. I think he was tied for the team lead and target, something like that. So... We might get inconsistency, Corey, because there's a lot of mouths to feed. There's Kelsey, there's Tyreek Hill, there, there's Kareem, Kareem Hunt. Hunt. There might be some inconsistency, but we're also going to get some big games out of Sammy Watkins. I like him this week going up against San Francisco. 844-843-6879, telephone number to dial to get involved. Oh, my man, Frank the Tank, he's going to hang out, take some phone calls with me. Time to get some start sits, whatever you got, 844-843-6879. Also, if you in Cleveland, holla at me. I want to see what it's like out there today. It's the Fantasy Football Frenzy, Frenzy and Friends in the morning. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. This is one of my favorite Weezy jams right here. She will. Maybe she won't, but 
Maybe she will. <laughs> it's always a maybe. It's always you a maybe. You gotta take your shot, Corey. <laughs> maybe she won't, but maybe she will. That is the one. That's great. That's you know what? That's like Dr. King. Maybe she won't, <laughs> but maybe she will. Great orator Little Wayne Wheezy F Baby once said, "Maybe she won't, but then again." Maybe she will. <laughs> I love it. 844-843-6879. BFF, Frank the Tank, chilling with me right now. Frenzy and friends. Uh, coming up in the next hour, we get some college football picks. My main man, Joe Lisi. I got to call in to Gabe. I think Gabe is going to come on with the NFL stuff uh, a little bit later on in the program, too. Um, and then we got we're going to have fun. You know what I'm saying? So let's get to the phones right now. 844-843-6879. Let's start with my main man, Jeff in Michigan. Jeff, what's cracking? Hey, what's up? Chilling, chilling. What's good with you, hey, Jeff? I got I got a trade offer yesterday for David Johnson. He offered me Golden Tate and Deion Lewis. And I'm kind of struggling with that decision right now. So he all you got offered Golden Tate and Deion Lewis for David Johnson. If you trade away Johnson, who would be your two starting running backs? Uh, that'll be Dalvin Cook and James Conner. You really? So I did pick up Chris Thompson in and, a trade. And you got Chris Thompson. Who are your too? wide receivers? Right yeah, who are your wide receivers? Um, AJ Green, Tyler Lockett, um, and Devin Funches and Chris Hogan. Sorry, he needs to upgrade a wide receiver. Yeah, especially if it's PPR. I get it. I would want. Is this a ten-team league? Yeah. It's a 12. 12-team league? And you it got seems like a 10-team. Yeah, because you got those three running backs. Yeah, roster, because the running backs are very good on this team. To be honest, Corey, I would want a better running back in return. Like, I know you're getting Golden Tate, but it seems like you're selling David Johnson a little bit low right now. I agree that you need to upgrade the wide receivers. Yeah. You have A.J. Green. You have Chris Hogan. Hogan's more of a wide receiver three moving forward, especially once everyone comes back healthy in New England. I would, I would want more back for David Johnson. I agree. I want more back for David Johnson. I want that running back to be a little bit better than Lewis. I'll take the Tate part about it because he'll get you nice work in the PPR. If it was like Tate and Carlos Hyde, like yeah, that's something yeah. I Carlos would Carlos Hyde is like the man right He's now. He's the man. Yeah, I, yeah. And he could have had another touchdown last night, but uh, Nick Chubb walked it in. <laughs> and there you go. Scott called and said I was okay. Chubb Jr. You know, this is Scott Jr. <laughs> So there you go, my man. Hey, Jeff, so uh, see if you can get a better running back back than Deion Lewis, and, I, and that's the way to go right there. Uh, speaking of Deion Lewis, not really Deion Lewis, Frank, uh, David Johnson and Derrick Henry struggling out the gate. Yeah, yeah, for I don't sure own they are. David Johnson nowhere, thank God. I own I a little bit too much Derrick Henry, though. Yeah, I don't own David Johnson either. Uh, in the places where I got Le'Veon Bell and I didn't get James Conner, I would still take David Johnson right now because yeah. it's better than getting a zero. But. Uh, yeah, that Cardinals offense looks terrible, Corey. They have six points. They have six points. Six points in two they games. They're worse than the Giants. They're averaging 175 total yards per game, Corey. It's bad out there. <laughs> That's they, crazy. They got to go to Josh Rosen eventually because <laughs> Sam Bradford just checking the ball down, throwing the ball behind the line of scrimmage. I mean, uh, defenses are not going to honor Son, that. Fitz is, put, is, is a dud yeah. right now. The whole thing is terrible. Put Josh Rosen in there to see what the kid can do, even if he takes shots on the field. Even if he's turning the ball over, at least he's taking Give shots. Spot, spot. De- defenses have to, you know, maybe respect him throwing the ball down the field. Uh, but, you know, I'm not comp- – I'm not – like, my worry meter on David Johnson is not at a 10, though. All right. It's not because if you look at his usage, yes, last week was bad. 
They were going up against the Rams. They were down early in that game. They lost 34-0. In week one, he scored a touchdown, and he had nine targets. So it hasn't been all bad for David Johnson. Before. My problem is, I think they're always going to be down. I think this defense is better than what they've shown. Okay. No. I mean, they were going up against the number one offense last week in the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, That's dating true. back to last week, uh, last year. So I actually kind of like, if you can get David Johnson for cheap right now, you might not be able to because his name is David Johnson. If you could buy low on, on him. Better buy like, low David Johnson and Dalvin Cook. I have more confidence in Dalvin Cook just because of the offense that he's in. Yeah. With but, Minnesota, he's going to have more scoring opportunities too. But the, David Johnson is the only guy on his team. 844-843-6879. Let's go across the water to Nick in New Jersey. Nick, what's cracking? Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing well, Nick. What's up with you? All right. Um, so I'm in a 12-team PPR league. All right. I've got um, I got Le'Veon Bell and I got James Conner, and I've Good. managed to go 2-0 so far, uh, luckily. But what I'm wondering is, um, I know we have no idea when Bell's going to be back, but should I be looking to flip Connor so that I kind of have an extra player in the lineup once Bell does come back, or should I just be trying to ride Connor until? No, you ride Connor. Uh, Connor's you know, an RB one. You ride Connor. I'm, don't even trip off Le'Veon Bell. If somebody wanted to make a trade for Le'Veon Bell, let them be that person. You just ride Connor to the wheels fall off. See, you got the perfect situation because you got Connor and Bell, so you got a Pittsburgh running back one in your lineup every week. I, I'm if I'm you. You you might as well go jet skiing with Le'Veon Bell because you set. Don't mess that up. All right, man. Thanks. You guys there got you it. Know. Le'Veon Bell out there jet skiing, son. His homeboys <laughs> out there getting their ass, getting losing to the Browns, <laughs> tying with the Browns. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah, man. he out there jet He's skiing. Out there, son. you know, singing on stage with the EP performance. Did you yeah, see any of that son, TMZ living, stuff? Son, he's living his best life. <laughs> he don't care. He don't care. He gives zero Fs. 844-843-6879. Brian is in Florida. Brian, what's good with you? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. No doubt. Um, uh, just wondering, got uh, two, two start questions for you guys. Um, first one is Giovanni Bernard or Alex Collins? It's a standard story. Yeah, I'll take Giovanni Bernard there. As much as I like Alex Collins, I've somehow become the Alex Collins truther. Yeah. He hasn't done much yet, and especially in standard scoring where the touchdown means so much. We've seen him get vultured by Buck Allen on the goal line, Corey. So uh, I think Giovanni Bernard is going to be the workhorse for the Bengals. In, in an offense with them that actually has looked pretty damn good. I'll take Gio there. Yep, yeah, I got Gio. I agree with you on that one. What's your next question, uh, Brian? Very good. Thank you, guys. And also, um, for wide receiver three for me, um, Chris Hogan or Amari Cooper? Chris, uh, Ho- ah, Chris Hogan or Amari Cooper. Detroit sucks defensively, son. And Darius Slay is dealing with an injury, too. Yeah. He knows their best cornerback. I'm worried about Josh Gordon. You worried about Josh Gordon, though? I think he'll be on the field for a few snaps. This is a close one. I'll take Amari Cooper, though. Really? Just because he's the main target on his team. And we True. saw him last week, double-digit targets. The targets haven't necessarily been there for Hogan. He might score a touchdown. In yeah, season. He that's might score true. Two You're right touchdowns. about that. Yep. But the targets overall have not been there for Chris Hogan, which to me is worrisome because th- these were the games where we thought he would have the big target share, you know? Yeah. No Julian Edelman. Gronk was taken out of the game last week against the Jaguars. I'll take Amari Cooper in the targets, even with the fact that he's going up against the Dolphins uh, secondary, who I think is a little bit overrated, uh, underrated. But I think the double-digit targets there with Amari Cooper, I'll take him over Chris Hogan. So Amari Cooper over Chris Hogan. So there you go right there, Brian. Uh, what's next? It, guys. Oh, that was only one. All right, cool. 
got, we have two callers. Both of them drop uh, bones? No, just uh, the guy you were just talking to. Brian. Okay, he, okay, yeah. he's going. Um, all right, hey, we got Blake is in Dallas. I don't, I don't want, I don't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? So maybe I'll let Blake say it to me first, then I can respond to him. Let's go to Blake in Dallas. Blake, what's up? What's happening, guys? Well, how you doing, Blake? Are you a Dallas Cowboy fan, Blake? I grew up a Dallas Cowboys fan, but I'm originally from Kansas, so I'm a Chiefs fan. All right, so I'm cool with that. So you're not really cheating on the Dallas Cowboys. What's good with you, Blake? What's going on? How can we help you? Yes, sir. I'm in an eight-team standard league. You can't find at least two more friends, Blake? You in an eight-team league? Huh? You in an eight-team league? Yes, sir. I'm in an eight-team league. You understand how difficult these lineup decisions are in eight-team leagues? Trust me, I know. All right, what we got? But my, but my question is, I play two quarterbacks. I start two quarterbacks. Okay. And you better write this down. I got Cousins, Luck, Flacco, and Manning as my quarterbacks. All right, you might as well cut and, Flacco and Manning. Well, so here's my question. Do I or would you trade Manning for Mayfield right now? I would do that. I would trade. I would trade Manning for Mayfield. Eli Manning. Eli Manning is washed up. There's no upside with Eli Manning at all. Eli Manning might as well be Archie Manning. <laughs> I mean, he's on my. He's going to be on my bench. Yeah. yeah. I start. I'm starting Cousins and Luck every week. I just didn't know if you would trade Manning for Mayfield right now. I would. I, like, I, like, son, I'm serious. Time. He might as well be Archie Manning, and Eli Manning means nothing to a fantasy team. All right, well, that's why I'm calling y'all to see what y'all thought. There you go, Blake. I holler at you, 844-843-6879. Let's go to Leroy in Texas. Leroy. How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys, Leroy? And now now does Leroy greet uh, greet me properly with how about them Cowboys? His name is Leroy, not Leroy. I said sometimes, Leroy, cats try to get a little too fancy. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, Leroy, not Leroy. Like A-A-Ron. Yeah, you're not, you're not from the Bayou. You're from Texas. <laughs> no. What's good with you, Leroy? Uh, What's the question? Uh, all right, so I'm a uh, uh, quarterback question. All right, so I got Cam Newton, and uh, I also picked up uh, Fitzmagic. Uh, mm-hmm. I dropped Tyrod Taylor Wednesday. I had a feeling that, you know, he was, it was his time to go. Uh, so I picked up Fitzmagic. So what's your take? Who should I start? I'm a 10-team ten, uh, PPR. And Corey. Newton or Fitzmagic? I have these guys back-to-back in my rankings. Oh. I think it's close, man. I mean, my, my roster is pretty good. I mean, I got James Conner, Breida, Tyreek Hill, Michael Thomas, Kittle, A.J. Green, and Vikings defense. It's, just, it's, it's a 10-team league, so um, it, it, it sounds good. It's a straight roster for a 10-team league. Yep. So we're going Fitzmagic or Cam? I have Fitzmagic ranked higher this week. A lot of points expected in that game against the, the Steelers. I will say this. Joe Hayden is expected to return for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and their secondary is much better when he is on the field. So um, you, you take that with a grain of salt. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I have Fitzmagic ranked higher. Um, Cam Newton going up against the Bengals. I can see that more of like a defensive contest. But it's close, Corey. I, I, I have Fitzmagic ranked higher. It's a tough one right here. Uh, Monday Night Football. So I'll go Fitzmagic. You know yeah. what I'm saying? 
just to come back and get that win at the buzzer. You know what I mean? But listen, Cam Newton against Cincinnati. Cincinnati is not like no unstoppable force either. But I'll go Fitz Magic. I'm going to ride the hot hand. I go with the hot hand. I go with the quarterback that's on fire. So there you go right there, Leroy. All right. Appreciate it. My man, 844-843-6879. Adam is in Denver. Adam, what up? What up, guys? How are y'all? Chilling, Adam. What's good with you? Oh, how about them Cowboys, right? How about them Cowboys? Yeah. I got some questions for uh, wide receivers. So uh, I'm dealing with the whole Josh Gordon fiasco. I'm kind of holding on to him. All right. Waiting and seeing what happens with that. Uh, But right now it looks like I'm going to be rolling out Chris Hogan and Devontae Adams. All right. I'm okay with Devontae, but Chris Hogan, I don't know. I mean, like you said, Detroit sucks, but. But, yeah, they can just run the ball on Detroit. They might not even need to. What else? Who you got on the bench? Okay, so um, obviously Josh Gordon, he ain't doing nothing this week. Uh, Allen Robinson and Robert Woods. Allen Robinson got, what, 18 targets last week or 18 targets throughout the first two weeks of the season? This is a a PPR standard. Yeah, this is standard. 10-team. Allen Robinson yeah. is not as not doesn't have that biting standard like Plus, he's doing PPR. They're facing the Cardinals this week. Yeah. He might get Patrick Peterson too, Corey. He will get Patrick I think Peterson. If this was PPR, I would like Allen Robinson more just because of those targets you mentioned. So I, I think he can rack up maybe five, six, seven receptions in this game. But Chris Hogan is more likely to score a touchdown. And for the standard, I think that's all that matters. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that's that's exactly what I thought. Okay. See, perfect. And here's the thing about it is he had those he had the fourteen targets last week. He caught 10 passes just for 83 yards. So he's yeah, catching. 8.3 yards per catch. Yeah, exactly. Which is not, it's not Julian Edelman. Yeah, but it's not, it's not good. You're right. I think, what know, was he averaging with Jacksonville? Something like 15, 16? He was being used as a, as a downfield threat. Exactly. So I would go with Chris Hogan, that touchdown upside. I don't like benching Allen Robinson, especially in no PPR. But um, in the standard right. this week, I can see that being the case. My man, good luck. 844. Uh, What's up? Oh, you got something else. My bad. Maybe maybe put Allen Robinson in my flex because I did have Peyton Barber in there, but he needs. Oh to, God, he needs yeah. To go. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Peyton Barber. Yeah, there. yeah. You can yeah. I don't know, yeah, Corey. To... Are you gonna start Peyton Barber this week? Sir? I like I like Peyton Barber this week. Look, there's oh, not God. a lot of running backs that are dominating touches for his team. Peyton Barber is one of them. He's seen 74 percent of his team's market share, his running okay. back market share there, going up against the Steelers, who allow. 4.8 yards per carry this season, Corey. He's had tough matchups. He faced the Eagles last week. We know how good they are against the run. I say if you get a running back who's going to touch the ball, you know, 15 to 18 times standard. against, against the Steelers' defense, I like leaving Peyton Barber in there. If it, if it was a PPR, I'm with you. I would go Allen Robinson because Peyton Barber isn't catching any passes. But he's going to touch the ball 15 to 18 times in a good matchup against the Steelers. There you go right there. Listen, if Frank the Tank say Peyton Barber – Peyton Barber, hold on one second. Let me just look at some of these Peyton Barber numbers right here. It's not good. No, Whatever you're going to look at is not good, Corey. I can he had 16 carries last week for 22 yards. That's the Eagles' defense, though. Yeah, he's had at least 16 carries in both games. I think he had 19 in week one. He had 19 in week one for 69 yards, which is not terrible. Not terrible. He caught one pass. He plays on, like you said, he plays in all the snaps. <sighs> That matchup for Robinson is tough. I, 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 I give a nod to Peyton Barber. I go with you on that one. 844, let's try to get one more before we got to head out to the break. And let Frank uh, go downstairs and get his stuff done. 844-843-6879. Brad is in New York. Brad, what up? Hey, happy Friday, fellas. Happy Friday, Brad. Hey, I'm in a little bit of a, a pinch here. So I just completed a trade for uh, Tyreek Hill. 
Okay. And I've got I had Jarvis Landry go last night. I've also got Will Fuller, and I'm um, trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my flex. Obviously, I'm going to slide Tyree Kill into my wide receiver spot. But um, I've also got Matt Breda, Will Fuller, Philip Lindsay. Just kind of curious who you guys think would be the best for the uh, flex position there. Did he say if this was PPR or standard? No. Was it PPR or standard uh, or Brad? 12-team PPR. 12-team PPR. <sighs> Tyree Kill's in the lineup, definitely. You had Landry go last yeah. night. And then you got Fuller, Breeder, and Lindsey? Yeah. Yep. I think I'm going with Matt Breida on this one. I think I'm going Breida, too, because of that high point that total. high point total against the Chiefs. And the Chiefs have actually allowed the second most receptions and the most receiving yards to running backs so far this year. So I think we can see Breida used in that capacity. Um, and he just looks much more explosive than Alfred Morris. I, I think we're going to start to see that, that transition, uh, getting away from Alfred Morris and more so into Matt Breida. At least that's what I'm hoping for, Corey. There you go right there. So there you go, uh, Brad. So good luck with that one right there. Going to shut the phone lines down for a little bit. We'll get to them a little bit later on in the program. Coming up in the next hour, uh, Joe Lisi joins to talk some college football. My man Justin should be coming upstairs any minute now. We'll have a good time with him. Get back to your phone calls, a little college football talk coming up in the final hour. It is Frenzy and Friends. Shout out to my man Frankie, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go.